Hello everyone and welcome to Christ Fellowship Online. My name is Jeannie Rodriguez and I want to thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, I want to invite you to pause the broadcast and fill out a connection card at cfmemory.org connect. This will help us connect with you and know how we can best serve you during this season. And now, a special message by Pastor Omar. Well, welcome church family to the second week of At The Movies. My name is Omar and I serve as one of the teaching pastors here at Christ Fellowship. And as you just saw, today we're going to dive into the movie The Lion King. In fact, how many of you at all campus right now are excited? Yeah? Are you excited about The Lion King? Yeah, so am I. Because I got to tell you, growing up, The Lion King was by far, by far my favorite movie. In fact, at home, we kept a sealed copy, not of the DVD, but of the VHS, the original VHS. We kept a sealed copy, yeah, because we loved that movie so much. And uh, even earlier this year, me and my wife were blessed to be able to go and see The Lion King, uh, the, Lion King the Musical. Yeah, downtown, there's a picture right there, and which, by the way, was not as good as what we saw today. Nowhere near as good. But we still had a good time. And so, uh, so when the moment that the Lion King came up, I was super excited just to be able to, to teach God's word. And uh, so here we are in the second week of at the movies. You know, when, I think the reason that we all are so excited and the reason that we all love the Lion King is because there's something about the Lion King that I really believe inside each and every one of us. And the story revolves around a young lion cub whose name is what? Simba. That's right, Simba who lives in the kingdom of Pride Rock. He lives in that kingdom. And in this kingdom, it's really a utopian animal kingdom where every single animal has a specific role, has a specific calling in the context of that kingdom. And really, Simba is no different, right? He has a role just like every other animal. And in fact, we just saw earlier, just a few moments ago, the moment where his role, his calling in the kingdom was made public right in front of everyone and so early on in the movie, Mufasa, who is Simba's father, the, the, current lion, the first Lion King, he takes a stroll with his son, and he's walking with him, and he wants to be sure that Simba understands the importance of the kingdom, how the kingdom works, how every single animal has a specific role, has a specific calling, and truth be known, listen, they have a very limited time to fulfill their role, their calling in the kingdom of Pride Rock. In fact, take a look at this scene from the movie. You know, I love that, you know. Yeah, yeah we can give it up. Yeah, we, we can clap for that. You know, I love what Mufasa says because he stresses to little Simba that this kingdom exists in a very delicate balance. You see, everyone there is connected. Everyone has a role. Everyone has a calling. And they are dependent on each other. That everyone fulfills their role in this kingdom of Pride Rock. Now, folks, let me just bring all of that over to our teaching for today. Because, folks, listen, what a picture of the kingdom of God. And by that, I mean that just like in the kingdom of Pride Rock, Listen, everyone has a calling, everyone has a role, and truth be known, listen, they had a very limited time to fulfill that calling, just like that. And here's the big idea for this weekend. In the kingdom of God, every single one of us, listen, we all have a specific role, and we all have a specific uh, calling in our life, 
And as we all know, listen, we have a very short and limited life to fulfill that calling in the kingdom of God. Now, you may be sitting there at one of our campuses, and you may be asking yourself, Pastor, are you sure that I have a calling in the kingdom of God? Because, Pastor, listen, I just casually attend church, and, and you know, I don't, ha- I don't feel like I have a calling. Are you sure you have a calling in the kingdom of God? And if so, how can I fulfill that calling? Well, we're going to find out from 2 Timothy chapter 1, all right? So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. You can follow along in our listening guides as well as in our app. And with that in mind, I have three thoughts for us today about what, about how you can find out if you have a calling yourself and how to fulfill that calling in this kingdom. In fact, write this down as point number one. We all have a calling in the kingdom of God. Now, folks, that may seem like, su- like such a foundational point and simple point, but folks, oh, it's so important for us to understand. Because oftentimes people think that only pastors have a calling, or maybe church leaders or perhaps staff members at church, they have a calling. But folks, nothing could be further from the truth, because the truth is that every single one of us, listen, we all have a calling in the kingdom of God. In fact, the Apostle Paul was um, mentoring a young man. His name was Timothy. And I think he was coming to a point where Timothy was struggling himself to whether or not he really had a calling in the kingdom, if he had a, a role, a purpose in the kingdom of God. And so when Paul hears that he's struggling with this whole thing, he decides to pick up a, a pen and he writes him a letter. And listen to what he tells him to remind them of his calling. He says this, Therefore, Timothy, listen, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord who saved us and called us to a holy what? To a holy what? Yes, to a holy calling. (laughs) Now, folks, circle the word calling right there in your handout or in your Bible. You're going to lose your voice these days. (laughs) For the glory of God, right? You know, the word there for calling in the, original, in the original Greek text, you know, we always like to remind you that the Bible was first written in Greek and Hebrew and then translated into different languages. Well, the word here for calling is just, is the word in the Greek is the word kaleo. Everyone say kaleo. Kaleo. Now, the word kaleo is a simple word. It just means to call out. And so in this context, it refers to God's calling you out to do something in specific. And here's what's interesting when you look at this verse. It says that when we put our faith in Christ, right, when when we're saved from our sins, we're forgiven of our sins, and we start a relationship with the Lord, right after that, it says, notice it says that he calls us to a what? What's what's the adjective there? To a what? Holy calling. A holy calling. Now, the word holy is just a fancy theological term for it it, uh, to be, that means to be set apart. So really what, God, what Paul's saying here is telling Timothy that God has set apart a specific calling in his life. And family, in the same way, listen, you and I are, are no different. Whether you're here at Palmetto Bay or whether you're there at Miami Springs or maybe Coral Gables, West Kendall, Redland, Homestead, maybe our global campuses and maybe even online. Listen, if you're listening to, us, to me right now, God has a specific and distinct calling 
in your life. Here's what's amazing about that. God did not place his calling in your life after you came to know him as Savior. You know, sometimes we think that, that we came to know Christ as Savior. We started to walk with God. And then God is kind of scratching his head trying to figure out where to plug us in his kingdom, right? That's maybe the imagery that some of us may have. But, folks, he designed this calling in your life long before that. In fact, listen carefully to God's word right there in that passage. It says this. See, who God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, not because of how good we are, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus. And what's the next word? Before. Before the ages began. So notice that this calling that God has had in your life, whether you realize it or not, saying God planned it and placed it in your life even before he spoke the world into existence. Isn't that amazing? Before he created the world, he placed a calling in your life. Now you may be thinking, Pastor, listen, I, I didn't know that this whole calling thing was so serious and it applied to me. I mean, I didn't know it went to the back before the foundations of the earth. So how exactly can I fulfill this calling? What, what does that mean? What, 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 what do I do now? Listen, write this down as letter A. We fulfill our calling. We're given a calling to use our abilities, personality, and our passions. See, because this calling in your life was specifically tailored for you before God created the world, as you were being knitted in your mother's womb, he started already giving you certain abilities. He started giving you certain talents, and he gave you a certain personality. And so oftentimes, people ask me, when they approach me, asking, what's my role in the church? What's my calling here in the kingdom of God? They come to me with, almost confused as if this was some mysterious thing, and it's hard to decipher but to me, I think it's actually very simple. And I just start asking questions like, listen, what do you love to do? You know, just what's something that just naturally just comes to you? It's effortless. Or maybe I just ask, I ask them a question like, you know, when we talk about church, ministry teams here at Christ Fellowship at church, what's like a specific area that when we mention it, it always kind of perks your interest in? What's, what's, what's that one thing? So, for example, maybe you, growing up or during, during your teenage years, you had a really just difficult teen, teenage years, right? Maybe you got involved with the wrong friends. You had the wrong relationships. Perhaps you made some things that you wish you could go back and change. And so when you think of, of, of your upbringing, of your teenage years, you think, man, I, I, I wish I had someone in my life to guide me, to, to tell me what God's truth is, to encourage me, to love on me. And so when you hear, see, of students, right, student ministry, there's something in you that says, man, I, I wish I could just spend time with those teenagers and just have fun with them and love on them and encourage them and, and help them understand God's word and share my experiences and help them along the way. And so maybe, maybe, maybe student ministry, maybe the student area is an area that maybe God's calling you and drawing you in that area. Or perhaps you think back to the first time you came to Christ Fellowship. And you were coming in and you were going through a, a rough time in your life, just things were going on, you were, you know, kind of discouraged. And when you walked in, the people who greeted you, the parking team, the greeters, the ushers, 
they just loved on you so much. And they just made you feel at ease and welcome. No one felt judged. And now when you hear of guest services, you think, man, I would love to now welcome other people, make them feel loved and welcome, that God loves them, and, and, and get them in a position where they can just receive God's word. Maybe that's an area that, you know, maybe interests you. Maybe when you see the little ones out there and they're, you know, playing around or going to Bible study and see if kids, maybe when you hear, you, you see them and there's something in you that says, you know, I would love just to spend some time with the little ones. I don't, I don't mind, you know, getting messy, having fun with the little ones. But there's something that says, you know, I would love to just have understand that God loves them. That they were created by God. That they have a future that God will never leave them. So while their hearts are just wet cement, you want to imprint God's truth into their heart. Maybe that's an area that you're feeling that too. Or maybe you're more behind the scenes. Maybe you're a techie. Maybe you love computers. Maybe production is an area for you. Or maybe perhaps like an admin role or whatever the case may be. But truth be known, the truth of the matter is that whenever we start talking about different things that we have here at Christ, well, there's different ministry areas. There's something that that kind of draws you more than the others. So maybe that's the area that God is, is drawing you with, and, and too. And here's what happens when the people of God are obedient to God's call, and we take a step of, of faith, and we start serving and fulfilling our call. Listen to what, here's what happens. Write this down as letter B. Listen, we all have a calling to build each other's faith in Christ. See, our calling is to ultimately build each other's faith in Christ. In fact, listen to what God's word says when the leaders of God's church don't keep ministry for themselves, but empower you and unleash the people of God to fulfill their calling. Listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. It says this. It says, when leaders equip the saints or the people of God for the work of the ministry, it's for the what? for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the what? Of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. See, folks, there's a reason that you were given certain abilities, certain passions, certain talents. It's not for your own benefit, but it's to help other people grow in their walk with the Lord. It's to help people grow in the walk with the Lord. Now think about this. Any amount of spiritual growth that you have had in your life, whether you think it's major or minor, it's always due to someone using their talents, their gifting, or their abilities. You know, whether it's a sermon, or whether it's a Bible study, or whether it was a, a word of encouragement, it was an outreach, it was in a song, it was... It was, it was a blog, it was an, an article, whatever the case may be. Our spiritual growth takes place when other people use the gift and the talents that God has given them to build them up in the faith. Now you may be thinking, well, pastor, but what about the Bible? You know, I read script, I read the Bible at my quiet time in the morning, at night, whatever the case may be. And so I get encouraged from God's word. I don't need anybody else. Well, number one, you do need other people because that's the way that God designed it. But we forget oftentimes that even Scripture, God did not write this himself. Who did he use to write God's word? He inspired throughout history men, 
divinely inspired, that were carried along by the Holy Spirit, and they used their talents and their abilities and their giftings, what? To write down that God's word as God determined. God could have done it himself, but no, he chose to use us, to use people. And so you see, when we use our giftings, listen, we all start building each other up in the faith. And even the most behind-the-scenes role, live in, listen, have a critical, critical part in your growth, with the, in your walk with the Lord. You know, a great example of someone who's behind the scenes is that of Greg Timmerman. Greg Timmerman. Now, Greg Timmerman is not someone who you probably ever heard of or met or seen, but he has had a big part in your growth in, your, in, his walk with, in your walk with the Lord. You know, when he was younger, he was obviously his passion, his interest was that in uh, electrical work, and so he served in the Navy early on. He worked on some Marines, and later on when he left the Navy, he had his own electrical company. He then, he over, also over managed a, a, a complex software uh, company. And folks, even though he had certain talents and abilities and a knack for all that, throughout the years, he continued to acquire knowledge, right, experiences, and at this point of his life, he could be using all of his talents, all that he knows for his self-advancement. Listen, he could be using just for him. But instead, listen, he volunteers every single week here at Christ Fellowship. And he's the one who ensures that all of our electrical circuits and everything is working properly. All the lights that you see all around our campuses, that he ensures that that's working properly. These AC systems that we have at our campuses, and they're not the regular ones like at home. They need to be managed and controlled specifically. They're very complex. And listen, he may not be on this stage right now preaching, but he has as much part in your spiritual growth than me. Why? Because he is part of the team that creates an environment for you to receive God's word. Amen, family? Amen. Amen. You know, otherwise, we'll be sitting here in the dark and waving ourselves, right? And so Greg has a huge part. He's behind the scenes, but guess what? He has a part right now in your spiritual growth. So we all have a calling to play in the kingdom. But unfortunately, listen, so many, many people, never fulfill the calling, the role that God has placed in their life. And sometimes, write this down as big number two. Sometimes it's easy for us to run away from our calling. You know, going back to the, to the movie The Lion King, there's a scene where in young Simba's life that something specifically happened, and although, and although he knew his calling, his future role in the kingdom, he ended up running away from the, not running away from his calling, and even running away from his kingdom, from the kingdom. In fact, take a look at this famous scene. Well, I see some guys out there with some misty eyes. <laughs> hey, folks, what, you know what? What a powerful image of so many of us. You know, we were on a journey with the Lord, and somewhere along the way, something happened that caused us to run away. From the, from the calling of God in our life. And one of the reasons may be, write this down as letter A. Some of them may be because of sin. You know, just like Simba ran away from his calling when he messed up in his journey. You know, we're no different from Simba. Because somewhere along the lines, we tend to think that we cannot be used by God because of our past 
mistakes. You know, in my experience as a pastor, I've seen people who are serving, and I see some, that somewhere along the way, they start hanging out with people that they shouldn't. They start doing things that they, they know do not honor God. And you know what the first symptom is? Is that they stop serving. They stop fulfilling their call in their life. And at first, it's probably because of conviction. They feel convicted for what they're doing, so they step back from the ministry. But then what keeps them away from coming back and serving the Lord is because they think that because of whatever they've been involved or done or, or whatever season they went through, they feel like God cannot use them anymore. But listen, if that's where you're at, at any of our campuses, if you feel right now you can't serve the Lord because of something that you've done, let me remind you what Roman 11 says. It says this, that the gifts and the calling of God are what? Are irrevocable. Are irrevocable. Listen, in fact, God knew before the, the foundations of the earth, listen, that you were going to mess up in your walk with him. And yet he still placed that calling in your life. And furthermore, when the Lord was going to that cross and he was being crucified to that cross, listen, he knew in his mind that you were, were going to mess up. But you know what? He still died for you. He still has a calling. He still loves you. And so if you're here today at any of our campus and you feel this burden of sin from your past and you feel like God cannot use you, listen, that is a lie from the enemy and God wants to use you for his glory. Amen, family? Amen. Amen. And folks, listen, perhaps some of us may not have walked away because of sin, but others write this in as letter B because of a disappointment. You know, I've seen so many people in, 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 in our church and ministry been serving the Lord for over 10 years now, and they're faithfully serving God. They're excited to serve the Lord. They're fulfilling their call, and they're doing things, but something happens that someone at church lets them down. They let them down, and, it's, and maybe it's someone who they served alongside with. Maybe it's one of the, the ministry leaders, maybe it's one of the pastors, maybe at a pastor or a leader at a, at a prior church, and they either said something or didn't say something or did something when they shouldn't have done something. And sometimes I see people who walk away from their calling for more, the most pettiest things, the pettiest things. Like, Pastor Omar, you don't understand. Listen, it was my birthday it was my birthday, and everyone texted me, everyone called, and my ministry leader didn't call me or didn't text me. I can't serve under someone who doesn't remember my birthday. This is when they walk over from the ministry. Or maybe they put a picture on Instagram, everyone commented, but they didn't, and they're looking for their pastor or for their leader, whoever it is, to come, and they never come around and comment or say something, or they ask them to stand at a specific spot, but they want to stand in the other spot that they're used to. And I'm not going to serve if they won't let me stand in my spot. Oh, no. Or, you know what? I like to wear something specific on Sundays, on the weekend. And I don't want to wear that T-shirt. So they offended me, so I don't, I'm not going to serve. Forget it. You see, sometimes we let the, the pettiest things, a misunderstanding, whatever the case, draws away from God's calling. But listen, if that's who you are, if you've been offended, if you've been disappointed, listen, let me just say this. Listen, so what? So what? Listen, were you serving man or were you serving God? Come on, man. 
that the man plays a calling in your life? Or was it God Almighty who before the foundations of the earth gave you your gift and your strength, everything you have so that you would be able to serve him and fulfill your calling in the kingdom? Who was it? Folks, often we've, we need to remember that in, at church, in God's kingdom, with God's people, people are going to make mistakes, myself included. Listen, we're all imperfect people trying to what? Serve a perfect God. And so if you've been stop serving, if you stop being involved because of a letdown, whether here or another church and you're still not serving here, listen, let me tell you, let me say this to you and don't take offense, but listen, get over it, honestly. You got to come to a point in your life where you move on. If you got to talk to somebody, then talk to somebody. But don't, but here's what we cannot do. We cannot use the excuse that someone let, let us down as a way of justifying in our mind that we don't need to be involved, that we don't need to serve, that we don't need to fulfill our calling. Because it might be an excuse in your mind, but when you stand before Almighty God, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly. Because God is the one who called you to serve Him. And so church family, listen, if there's something going on with you, with someone, whatever, listen, have that conversation, forgive, show grace like God has shown you grace, and let's move on and let's fulfill the calling in your life. Amen? Amen. And church family, other, some people walk away because of sin, others because of a letdown at church or whatever, whatever the case may be, but here's the thing. Other people walk away, they don't fulfill their, their, their calling for the opposite, for the other spectrum of uh, the other spectrum. In fact, write this down as letter C. They walk away because of God's blessings. Now, what do, I, what do we mean by that, Pastor Omar? How can you walk away from God's calling because of God's blessings? Well, I've seen so many people at times pray for a relationship, pray for a spouse. Oh, Lord, please let us have children. Oh, Lord, please, you know, open this door. Oh, Lord, this job. Oh, oh God, please fix this issue in our life. And when God steps in, hears your prayers, gives you what you've been asking, ironically and tragically, we use that excuse, we use God's blessing as a reason that we can't serve. Oh, pastor, I can't anymore. I'm sorry. Nah, I'm in a relationship. And I got other things to do, so I just, you know, we need to spend more time together so I can't really serve. Or, oh, now with children, now, oh, that's it, no more serving for us for the next 20 years. We can't do it. Why? Because we have children. Or perhaps it's, oh, you know, this job, I got this new boat, I got this whole new thing. And it's so sad when the people of God don't fulfill the, God, the calling that God has placed in their life and use the excuse of God's blessings for not doing so. And so you have to ask yourself, Ever since God blessed me in whatever way and he provided something for me, has my serving, has my fulfilling my call, has that taken a step back? Because if so, listen, we have, as, a, listen, as your family, we have to reevaluate our priorities. And we need to be true to the calling and the purpose that God has given us. Now, maybe you're here at one of our campuses and, man, you've been serving faithfully for weeks, months, years and if you, and many, many, many of us are doing so, listen, if that's you, if you're currently serving, you're currently fulfilling God's call, man, I want to encourage you to keep at it. 
I know sometimes it feels like God is not using you, but listen, God is using you more than you can ever think or imagine. He's at work within you. And so what my encouragement for you is this. Listen, if you are faithfully serving right now and fulfilling your call, listen, every time you put on that T-shirt, every time you come to church to serve, every time you go to that outreach, every time you do whatever it is that God's calling you to do, treasure that. Don't minimize it in your mind. Because God is not not only working in you, he's what, working through you to build up other people's faith in the ministry. Amen, family? Amen. So listen, keep at it. Don't get discouraged. But if you're here sitting, sitting here, one of our campuses, or maybe online, and you know, listen, either you've stepped away from serving God, from fulfilling your role, or you've never taken that step of faith and started serving, here's the answer. Here's our next step. Write this down as big number three. We need to remember who our Father called us to be, our Heavenly Father called us to be. You need to remember that. You know, going back to the movie The Lion King, after he, Zimba leaves when he was a young cub, and he goes out into the jungle, he becomes an adult, and he meets two friends out there. Who does he meet? Pumbaa and Timon, right? Timon and Pumbaa, right? They're out there having fun. And what's the famous phrase they're always singing? Akuna Matata, right? So they're out there, and it means no worries. And here's the thing. Through that segment in the story, you see the Simba is trying to convince himself that everything's okay. That he's just doing his own thing. He's having fun. But you know what? Despite all that, deep down inside is that he knows that he's not fulfilling the call of his father. And so there's an old friend, Rafiki. You guys remember Rafiki? Oh, yeah. And he comes at the right time, and he leads him to a point where he has an encounter with his father. In fact, take a look at that scene. But you got to love that scene, right? And so listen, many of us, listen, we need to forget the past, and we need to run towards the future. We need to run towards a calling. Can I tell you, listen, when you start serving the Lord and finding your role in the kingdom, there's something so special about that, when, when, you, when you feel God working in your heart, in your life, and then you start seeing God work through you, listen, no one's ever said, I regret serving the Lord. I regret fulfilling my role in the kingdom of God. And so if you're here today, you're thinking, Pastor, listen, I, I kind of, I either never served, so I want to take that step, or, you know, I've, I've served before, but I need to get back into it. What's my next step? Well, listen, here at Christ Fellowship, because we believe so much in this, that God has a call for your life, a role for your life. We make it as easy as possible. We, don't, we remove as many barriers as possible. So in, fa- in fact, when you look inside your worship folder, there's a little insert that says, run to your calling. Can we all take it out at all campus? Go ahead and take it out. Wave, is it a little, a little hot in here? Can you guys wave me a little bit? There we go. Yes, there we go. You know, wave that in the air. There we go. Take that out right here in this, word, in this handout. It's really all a lot of the ministry that we have to offer here. The truth be known, there's something in here that just draws your attention. That's probably God caught, drawing your attention to something. And so in a few moments, I'm going to give you some time just to fill this out. And then afterwards, on your way out at all campuses, there's going to be ushers with baskets. It says, run to your calling. Just drop it in there. And uh, let me just remind you, you're not signing your life away here. You're not, there's not a mortgage agreement here. You know, don't worry about it. 
this is simply you filling this out and saying, you know what, I'm interested in this particular area of ministry, and that's it. I want more information. Someone will call you this upcoming week from that ministry. They'll set up a test drive. You can come and check it out and see what it all entails. If you feel comfortable, we'll get you more involved and we'll find your place. And if not, we'll help you find the ministry that, that best suits you. But listen, if, if you're here today at one of our campuses online and you feel like, man, there's a tug in my heart that I need to, listen, this is the time, okay? So I'm going to give you about 30 seconds or so. Uh, you know, there's a private moment. This is a special moment for you. Then I'll pray for us after those 30 seconds and I'll, and I'll call a campus pastor. So take some time and it's filling them out right now. God, we love you so much, and we thank you, oh God, that you called us to be partners in the kingdom, to further your kingdom, Oh, there's no higher privilege for us. So, Father, I pray that for all of us at all campuses who are filling out these forms right now, I'm about to drop them off. Father, I pray that you would bless them for their obedience, for their trusting in you, and Father, that that you may use them in amazing ways. So, Father, bless them abundantly, and lead us, Father, as we move forward, that we be people who all fulfill our role in the kingdom. We love you, Lord. Jesus, let me pray. Amen. What a great message by Pastor Omar. If you want to take your next step as a believer, we want to hear about it. Let us know by filling out a connection card at cfmemmy.org connect. We want to thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.